I don't know, man. Like, uh, I've had like a really shitty two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like two days before my 36th birthday. So let's just keep the times rolling. <laughs> uh, so like two weeks ago, um, I'll just give you the cliff notes. I don't need to Wait, tell Dave, you. Wait, every... Dave, don't you remember? We're 29 forever now. 20, we don't, oh, we don't age. We don't age anymore. We stopped out at 29. Yeah, fucking A. 29 for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. So like two weeks ago, I uh, went for my uh, I <clears throat> for my driver's test or uh, my license renewal rather. And uh, anybody who knows me in personal life knows I got the most fucked up eyes in the world. <laughs> so uh, I didn't pass my eye test for my driver's test. So uh, you know, now I'm gonna go into hawk for ten thousand dollars because I'm gonna get a, a surgery to correct my vision a little more because I don't qualify for LASIK surgery. Oh, you're going in for the surgery. I'm going in for like actual not laser surgery, but like cut my eye, install a new lens surgery. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I mean, I have a hole in my retina, my left eye. I, I mean, I'm legally blind too, and I've always been concerned about driving. But um, you couldn't even pass with like corrected lenses with like contact lenses in, or you had your no. eyeglasses on and you couldn't pass. Dude, with 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 my corrective lenses, like I only see like twenty fifty. Huh. Like, that's with correction. Like, I'm wow. somebody with correction, could use more correction. How, how how far in front of your face can you see with your natural eyeballs? Not very. Like, um, two feet. Like, where I recognize shit. Two feet. That's Maybe nice. not even that. I can go to the end of my arm, and, um, and everything's still clear. And then and then it, further uh, than my arm, it gets blurry. Oh, uh, mine's, uh, mine's before my, like, mine's before that. Oh, do you remember when you started losing your vision? I oh, I had I I've had bad eyesight since birth. Like oh wow, I've been, so I've been you, wearing glasses since I was two. Oh you oh yeah, you were like a baby's glasses then. Yeah. Wow. I I never to be honest, folks. I actually don't think I ever asked Dave when he first got glasses. <laughs> I, I I was like ten. I was in like fourth grade, and I I what it was is. I mean, this is gonna maybe date us a little bit. I know I just said we're twenty nine for the rest of our lives, but. In classrooms, they used to have cursive writing, handwriting on around the ceilings of the classroom or above the chalkboards, like example of all the letters. Did you have any classrooms like that, Dave? Or is that just uh, me? Uh, yeah, where it was around the perimeter of the Yeah, classroom. there'd be like posters and like little things up that show you examples of the handwriting that you're, they wanted you to have, right? Public yes. school said you must have this kind of handwriting, right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, kids, if you're listening out there, they used to punish you if you couldn't correctly write things using handwriting. By the way, <laughs> I remember like I don't know if it, I remember getting like set in for recess because I couldn't make the characters correctly in the cursive handwriting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, so that was a thing. But um, how I realized I was losing my vision was I looked up at that board at the cursive letters, and they were like getting so blurry it was like they were 
mer- like merging into each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I couldn't focus on them, and they were going out of focus. And I remember being so scared because I was ten, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what the what the hell is going on?" <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but no, that's I. I'm a candidate for surgery too, but just being a candidate for surgery doesn't mean like I ever want to do any kind of surgery. So. I'm worried for you, brother. And uh, I mean, I don't want. I mean, we've done. Re- it's you know, it'll be fine. It's just yeah. uh, you know, it's scary to think. You know, like because it's yeah, they they like literally install like a perma lens into my eye or wow. something like that. So and uh, and uh, conspiracy theorists are gonna say, and Big Brother's gonna install a little tracker in there too, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pet tracker, so my wife can find me at any time. <laughs> Oh man, so she's part of the conspiracy? She's like, yeah, you guys installed that husband tracker, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, because she, uh, she knows you'd be hooking up with those podcast ladies that are listening to your sultry voice on the podcast. That's what it is. Oh yeah. These podcast fans are going to come out of the room and <clears throat> like, hey, you think I'm dangerous? Are you, are you on that binge watcher show? Is that you? Yeah. Oh man. And Dave's going to say, maybe. He's going to say, maybe. Because uh, you got to source out if they're going to kick you in the balls or if they want to play with your balls. You see, so you don't know, you know. Or a true stalker, a true stalker wants you to chop you up in pieces and put put you in their refrigerator, uh, and, and that's love, you know. That's real affection, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're willing to freeze you and keep you, and store you and preserve you, you know. Right. There you go. This off to a great start. <laughs> and yet, I don't think we've mentioned one movie or anything. No, about, we haven't mentioned one movie about so... binging. <laughs> yeah, but we got a lot of drama going. We got a lot enough. We have enough drama to create movies right now. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, scary time for filmmakers. But actually, I guess we can decomp- we can decompress from Oscars. Like this is like a post Oscars podcast. But um, yeah, I was um, talking about collecting freaking road trip movies. And, like, I shit you not, I mean, I was sending Dave text messages about, like, trying to plan a show about road trip movies, and then literally, like, two nights later, I'm in a head-on collision when somebody, some lady came out of nowhere and hit our car and, like, just totaled it. And, like, it, like one inch of steel, dude, we're talking about, like, one inch of steel between walking away from a car accident but losing your vehicle, but one inch of steel and literally the accident could have been completely different. You know what I mean? Like, just worse. like. But it was weird. Like, I only saw it for a couple of seconds before it hit us, but I, I had, like, a total acceptance. I was like, okay, like, my life has been this. I've done this. There was, like, no fear. It was weird. It was just like, okay, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. you could tell you could tell it was going to be bad. Like, my brain had the registration of, like, you're about to get hit by a car. It's going to be really bad. You're going to deal with it somehow. You know what I mean? Right. And, man. And then I was like, oh, (laughs) I guess I'm not recording a road trip movie uh, podcast after all. (laughs) (laughs) At least least not until I get all that stupid stuff sorted out. Um, And it's it's poorly timed. You know, here we are in, in the new year, right? It's like uh, right. definitely not something going to tackle right in the beginning of the new year. And I'm trying to get my, my crunchy taxes out of the way. And I say crunchy because it's like grinding my teeth and it's making a crunchy noise because that's stressful. That's always stressful. Oh, um, sh- and my, my taxes have gotten really complicated. I mean, I have a day job, but I have freelance gigs. I have to cl- declare things. 
I have to think of creative ways to say that yes, I'm a productive person, but I'm not so productive that you just you should be taxing me for my productivity. Right. Um, it's always a kind of nuanced thing, but there you go. Ah, uh, and Dave has to go get surgery on his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he knows exactly what I'm talking about. 2019. What the hell? Oh fuck. Just Wait, so how are you doesn't... getting around? Are you like Ubering? Are you like lifting? No, no. I mean, I still have my license right now. I have temporary license, but oh. like I'm. So no, I mean, um, I, you know, I'm still driving legally, but uh, you know, I I need to get my correction, you know, because like driving's part of my job, <laughs> you know. Like right. I'm a safe driver, but you know, hmm. yeah. But you know, um, so you know, we're gonna go get a, a surgery. <laughs> Now, so. have you uh, cracked open any of your screenwriting? Because we talked a little bit about you doing a couple things before, cracking up, getting back into writing. Although Dave did is writing our blogs for the podcast, so that's something. Yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta get on that. I gotta get the juices flowing. Um, <laughs> but uh, <coughs> gotta get out there, see some new movies, and do some brunches and things. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the, with the success of like Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, A Star Is Born, we're gonna see like a lot of movies about bands. Well, you know it's coming out on Netflix next month, right? What's that? Is uh the um the Dirt, which is like the um, oh Bohe- the the Motley about Crue Motley Crue, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. you know what? I watched it and I hear a lot of people say it looks cheesy, and yeah, it does. And yet I'm still like, okay, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to be great, but I mean, it looks like I'm going to watch it. I'm, I, I'm... I I watch all the, I mean, you know, going back to the days of like Almost Famous, I watch pretty much every movie that comes out about a band, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. I love rockumentaries, you know, documentaries about right. rock bands. Shoot, what was I just watching the other day? I just started one. Oh, I was watching one of all things, uh, songwriter for country, like the guy that wrote all the songs for George Strait, huh. like. George Strait basically created this identity as a cowboy singer, but he didn't write any of his songs. This other guy did. So it's it's like, all right. Yeah, I like a good music documentary. I can't, um, you know, that might be a good list down the future or down the line, uh, you know, like top three music documentaries. Oh, well, there's a lot of great ones. The golden standard right now is the three hour long documentary about the Eagles released in two parts. I would say, okay, I would split that into two categories because I would say one, there's like that one where it's like post everything. And then there's like um, documentaries of like music in the moment. Like you got um, like Metallica, some kind of monster where they were like breaking down and it was all at the, of the moment. You know, oh, like, you mean like while they're on tour and they're recording the new album, just like it, and it's kind of present tense. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like the whole the whole thing was being filmed while it happened, whereas like something like uh, the Eagles, where you did have a lot of current day interviews. Yeah, but then I mean, it's kind of dangerous for a band publicity wise and right. Well, that's why that's why it was ballsy. You know, if if a band's having a train wreck and you bring a journalist along, or you know what I mean, you bring a well. That's why that's why Metallica is some kind of monster is one of those great documentaries Mm -hmm. because like they had the balls to say like, okay, we look like assholes and yet we're still going to let you release this documentary. Yeah, and then there's one about uh, the band Big Star. I don't know if you watched that one. Um, no, No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Then there's a Anvil story of Anvil. Yeah, I was gonna say cool. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. That movie because 
That guy never fucking gave up, man. No, he never gave up and like um I mean, he self-printed a bunch of albums, then went to Hollywood and was like handing them out, you know, um and trying to get a record deal off of the albums he printed, but that's like being a writer on Amazon and you you're like, "Okay, nobody's printing my book, nobody's reading my manuscript. Okay, let me just throw it up there and see what happens." Right. Like, dude, um I mean, I have a day job. Everybody knows I have a day job. Like, I haven't worked full-time in the industry in a long time, like, since the days of when we had internships, right? Right. Um, but I'll tell you, when I get a payment from Amazon and it's, like, 30 cents here or $2 here or $5 here or not whatever it is, right? Mm. Um, I don't always notice. You won't always notice, like, a debit for 30 cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, like, the best 30 cents I've ever earned. Like, all I did was write something, somebody read it, and I got paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, rather than I'm writing ad copy or I'm writing social media messages where I have to create 200 words or 200 characters, you know, to sell an event or a trade expo or something for my company, mm-hmm. you know, to support the sales or whatever, what the company's doing. And obviously, that's a weekly paycheck, so I love what I'm doing and I can appreciate it, but... I'm trying not to lose my train of thought on this. Do you do you know where I'm coming from? Like, uh, I do. It's like a lemonade stand, man. I made this lemonade. I worked really hard on making this lemonade, and you bought the lemonade. And that quarter is more precious to me than, like, well, it's anything. it's the idea that you're getting paid for your passion rather than your grind. Yeah. Or you know, yeah, I get it. I mean, the Anvil guy, he works. He's a lunch lady. He drops off meals to elementary schools. That's his. That's his career. You know, but his passion is music. And that's kind of a train wreck, too. I mean, they go on that one tour where the other dude's girlfriend, like, is really hard to deal with and she's supposed to be their manager. Mm. You know, that happened to them. There's obviously adversity. I mean, I have a script. I think I told you this, right? The album script that I was writing about a band that gets one last chance to make an album and then there's some controversy. Um, The problem with that script now is, like, people would think it was just another Star is Born or something, you know? Right, <laughs> which is funny because Star is Born was just another Star is Born. Right, right. Yeah, it's like the fourth star that's been born. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it's got a legacy, though. Yeah. Although Dave knows I have a monster movie that I pitched him and Nick the other day, but I'm actually not ready to talk about it on the podcast yet because it's too early, and I don't want to give away the monster because it's a monster that's been around, but I don't think they've really used that monster a lot in movies. And I think the angle, I think the angle we're approaching is a little bit different. Although Dave came up with a cool title sequence thing that's going to happen to kick the story off, so that's that's a contribution. Yay! <laughs> well, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I got to be careful here because in development, if another writer's there and starts throwing out more ideas than the original writer, then you have to do like story by, but then screenplay by the two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got to be real careful here. <laughs> is that is that how like when you see those comedies that have like seventeen writers? It was just like, well, you yeah, know, I was talking happens. to my one writer buddy the other day, and they're like, "God damn it, did he give you a suggestion?" Yeah, throw like, him on the list. <laughs> it's like we heard he named your characters and he gave you the ending. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> you got to attach him as a writer. Uh, although, although what's funny is like nothing could be further from the truth because most of the time you see like maybe two or three credited screenwriters, but there's been like script do- uncredited script doctors yeah. and fucking, you know, like Tarantino and Kevin Smith in the '90s used to do that shit all the time, and yet they're not credited with a lot of shit. Yeah, 
like I think Tarantino uh, wrote parts of uh, Crimson Tide, and I think Tarantino or um, and Kevin Smith wrote parts of uh, or had a hand in Coyote Ugly at one point. Really? Like, yeah. Wow. See, I didn't know that. So the thing that he was talking about on his podcast forever, like there's three or four podcasts and uh, a bunch of social media posts. He said he was working on the biggest IP that he's ever worked with in comic books or film. So you think he was talking about the Howard the Duck cartoon? Uh-huh. He was, right? I believe so, yeah, because he's a part of that now. So his Howard the Duck is going to be super filthy. Super well, filthy. Well, that and, like, the guy... Um, so it's Kevin Smith is writing, and then um, the the head writer or um, head guy for uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force have, is, like, the showrunner and head writer. There's a couple so, things that have come out lately. It's like that. It's like, dear Kevin Smith, let me write on your show. <laughs> you don't know what I mean? Like, you don't understand how much I love Howard the Duck. You have. You just got to appeal to his fanboy, man. Uh, well, uh, well, uh, oh man. Or like the new Ghostbusters, but I hear they're. I hear, which is like, I mean, they had the Stranger Things kids dress as the Ghostbusters, right? Last right. season. So, the new Ghostbusters supposedly includes some teenage Ghostbusters. I'm like, okay, so what are they doing? Are they really doing, like, Ghostbuster Academy? Like, are they going to have the old Ghostbusters teaching classes to these new guys when they go out there? Um, you know, are they related to the old Ghostbusters? Like, what's happening? But I told you I told you about the dream I had about that, right? That there were script problems, and then, like, I got called down to the set, and I'm working on Ghostbusters 3. No. <laughs> like... And it's one of those dreams you're like, oh, man, if only it could shift into this reality, phase into this reality, you know? Right. Um, a couple things like that. Like, when I hear project about projects like that, I, I, like, feel bad that I'm not on those movies. You know? Right. Well, like, it's a weird, um, well, I mean, it's it goes through cycles. I mean, it just so happens that it's our cycle right now, which is, like, 80s, 90s <clears throat> era stuff. Yeah. Um. But um, there are – right now is a golden time for um, them remaking 80s and 90s properties. I mean, hell, we were talking today. You sent us the link for um, the new Critters show, right? Oh, so, yeah, because they were talking about I – mean, okay, okay, go ahead. You can keep going, but I want to – Well, I was going to say, so so as as you know, they've got Critters going on. They're already uh, filming episodes of Creep Show. Um, and then uh, I just heard today or a day before um, – that they're doing a Gremlins cartoon TV show for like a huh. streaming service. It's so, like what I mean, just imagine what's next. I mean, you know, um, is is Beetlejuice two still happening? Do you know? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know where they left that <clears> one. <throat> what I keep saying they should do is freaking the guy who does all the um, Full Moon movies and stuff. All those properties. Charles Band. Yeah, like some of those should definitely be like on-demand series or through like Sci-Fi Channel. Like the one that I keep thinking they can do easily is the Jack Death series. You know, to, you know what I mean? Um, what is it, Trancers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the idea that you time travel up and down the bloodlines of people you're related to, but you can take over their mind and inhabit their body. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then the ones that don't work are the bad ones that kind of like morph into like these demon zombie things or whatever called trancers. Um, I think that could easily be a show, you know, on, oh, totally. on, on like a streaming service or even like 
you know, paid cable or something. But um, the Critters thing I'm super excited for. But at first I had heard that was going to be a movie, and then all of a sudden Shudder has it. And Shudder is a on-demand horror subscription service, which, like, I don't even know if you can add it to your cable. You can probably add it to your cable subscription. I know there's, like, an app. I think you can probably yeah, pay. You can get it through the app, or it's also, you can do, like, the Amazon channels thing. But you know uh, who's killing it, though? I really think <clears throat> Pluto TV is killing it. And, like, do you do you also use Tubi TV? Sometimes. Tubi's awesome because they have a bunch of old shit on there. And I heard they just cut a deal with, like, NBC Hulu for a bunch of old shit. Nice. Um, yeah, I think Tubi's pretty cool. I was just in here earlier watching anime I've never even heard of. Um, well, I I've... love Pluto particularly because, as we've said before, it's like old school TV because, you know, they yes, they run commercials, but, I mean, it's just – it's kind of nice. Like I think I was chatting with you one day when I was going through Pluto, and we're not paid – I wish they would pay us. I mean, please, Pluto, you give us money because we really do use your product. Uh <laughs> But and we do love it, and I do suggest it. Uh, but no, um, I think I was chatting with you one night, and I was on Pluto, and um, I stumbled onto Bram Stoker's Dracula. I hadn't watched it in probably twenty years or more, and I forgot how fucking good that movie is. Like, it's nice to just get sucked in into the middle of something and just like just you know pop in and out of something. Yeah, I mean, just to give you a couple examples, I want people to understand this Tubi thing too. Like Akira is on here, which is you know Kira. Um, Alf, all the seasons of Alf. You got the Clerks cartoon on here. There, I mean, but there's a lot of good stuff. Like it, Beyond Reanimator's on here. The Wraith is on here. Um, oh, there's, I mean, there's a ton of stuff. So I mean, like really obscure stuff that are like just really for fanboys and fan gals and fan whatever you are. But then there's also mainstream stuff on here. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, don't. Yes, there's one more service that I stumbled onto, and you're gonna fucking love this, dude. There's um. It's on Roku. I don't know about other app, other things, but on Roku, there's a Vidmark channel, which was like if anybody knows um, like oh old ninety. 90- Dude, I stumbled onto something. I've been watching it in pieces. Um, it's an old movie. It's not. I don't even know if you can call it a movie because it was probably straight to video. It's like an hour long, but it's with like Steve Buscemi and some other guy, and Steve Buscemi like before anything big before like any coen brothers movie like before he's fucking young um and it's just him and some dork hanging out in their apartment and decide to go see a movie uh fuck i gotta pull up the name of it but it's uh, uh but in any case the vidmark thing has like all your like you know all the uh vestron video stuff if you remember that and like different mm. and it's all free so that's just us. We advertise a bunch of services for free. Sure. That <laughs> um, speaking of the full moon movies, they're like literally every puppet master imaginable is on Tubi. Plus, Shrunken Heads. If anybody remembers that movie, which is pretty cool. Do you, do you remember that movie? Uh, I've seen the cover. I've never actually watched it. I think like the kids get gunned down and then they get reanimated by a witch doctor and they go and re- they get revenge as like these floating shrunken heads. Huh. Although I don't condone killing kids in movies, let's make that clear. Everything I write, I don't kill children. Uh, does Monsters it have, can threaten uh... children, and kids can get rescued, but I, I don't personally kill them. In fact, I was talking to one of my kids, and I said, "Okay, if you become a writer as well, just do me one thing. The only thing I ask is that you don't ever kill children in your stories. It's my only thing." Uh, well, George Lucas doesn't rule. even pass that. What? I said, "Well, then George Lucas doesn't even pass that rule." Oh, man. Oh, no, yeah, he had Anakin. How do I make them think that Darth Vader really is a fucking evil guy? 
<laughs> all right, the kill younglings. all the Padawans. Yeah, kill the younglings. What did you do, Anakin? <laughs> man. Oh, then Obi-Wan. You, you were my brother, Anakin. You were the chosen one. Keep crying. Keep fucking crying. <laughs> oh, oh just, just for your uh, film house fever is this weird thing with Steve Buscemi. What is it? Called? It's called Film House Fever. Oh. And it's like a weird, yeah. Uh, I'll let you, maybe you'll f- stumble on it one day. It is, I'm watching it in pieces. It's weird. Oh, many moons ago, David brought up that there was a crypt, a Tales from the Crypt cartoon, Tales of the Crypt Keeper. That's also on Tubi. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, I mean, it's that kind of shit. This shit that you remember seeing sometime in the middle of the night when you're a kid or something, or something you thought you saw, but you can't confirm it. Right. It's, it's floating on these apps for you to find kind of funny oh man holy shit steve buscemi was on three episodes of the the adventures of pete and pete that's crazy i don't remember him on pete and pete at all. <laughs> i don't either oh pete and pete right now are on a comedy tour by the way are they really yeah um should we briefly talk about the oscars that we like and the oscars that we don't like or we're not we're um... just gonna let it go I mean, no, we can talk about it for a few. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, we're a few days late, so I don't think we have anything new to add to it except our yeah. how we feel about it. No, just uh, like what I said before, Lady Gaga gave one of the best Oscar speeches I think I've ever seen, and she was really humble about it, and I really believe what she said. I don't think it was just a... I don't... Yeah, I think, like to I told you, written, I, you, yeah, she was pretty sincere. Um, yeah. I liked Olivia Coleman's uh, speech. She was pretty funny. Um <clears throat> I'm really proud uh, of her, and I would definitely, I would definitely take her out for a nice dinner. <laughs> and if it leads to something else, hey, that's just showbiz, folks. I don't know what to tell you. You're talking about Lady Gaga or Olivia Coleman? Olivia Coleman. <laughs> okay. Lady Gaga is too much like me. I think she has too many emotional problems. <laughs> like I think we'd rub each other the wrong way. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to end up hanging myself in a garage, you know. Oh man. <laughs> uh, like the movie. Um. Anyway, there's a couple that, um, you know, I, uh, you know, what can be said, what more can be said about, you know, Green Book. I actually kind of like Green Book, but like every problem that people have with it is kind of valid, too. Um, I haven't seen it. I heard it's kind of like a watered down version of like, hey, don't be a racist. That's and that's the problem is like it, it. It has a good message, but it's very like you said, it's watered down. It's yeah. But maybe it's for the common people, you know, who are like well, I mean, the ones you the have to remind reason... to wash your hands when you leave a restroom. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. hey, don't hate. Wash your hands. You know what I mean? Like, like that. Uh, Paint by numbers, it, you know? Right. I mean, it's not the worst movie. I mean, I, I actually, like I said, I enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, yeah, it is. It does op- oversimplify a problem that's really prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. No, no, no. It, I mean, it's literally PG thirteen, so that tells you everything you need to know, or maybe it's R. I don't know. Whatever. It's it feels very PG thirteen if it is R. Um, and the ladies, I don't know these ladies. I don't know their careers. I haven't followed them. But the ones who worked on Black Panther, who won for costumes, and the other one who won for production design, they were legit. Super yeah, they legit. were pretty good. Um, I'm sorry that Sam Elliott got snubbed, and. Um, yeah, I don't well, think I don't I don't think Rami Malek deserves to win for Freddie Mercury, honestly. Like that's a tough sell to me, but he he kind of swept all the other awards. He got the SAG award, I think he got the BAFTA, like he went through pretty much every other um, you know, ceremony. 
and got like right. the best actor from the rest. So there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, I, I that was pretty predictable going into the show. We all knew he was going to win. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and you know, I as much as I liked uh, Bradley Cooper in Stars Born, like I don't necessarily feel like he deserved it for that performance, but um, I don't know. Uh, the the whole thing was just very predictable. Like the only the only ones I was really surprised by was actually Green Book, and um, I didn't think, and also for Green Book, I didn't think Mahershala Mahershala Ali was going to win the Best Supporting Actor. I thought it was going to go to yeah. Sam Elliott or um or if Sam Elliott didn't get it, the, uh, Richard E. Grant, but uh, yeah. that didn't happen. Um, he's a, he's a good actor. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I you said Marshala. If I've heard it said right, Mahershala. Mahershala. Anyway, I apologize, folks, if I got that wrong. I've recently watched him in the the, the third season of True Detective. Um, I, I'm not all the way at the end, but I've watched about half the season, and it's pretty fucking good. Oh, I'm about to break your heart. Does it go downhill? I don't know. I guess I won't say anything until you... I'll, I'll wait till you've completed it, and then we can have a review of it. Um, I'm I'm finished the season already. Yeah, I know it's I know it's been done for like a week, but uh, yeah. I'm slow I'm slow to get up to things sometimes. <laughs> uh, to catch up to things, uh. that's all right. Hey, if anybody has a a fake movie that you want us to run a plot for, send us an email: binge watchers podcast at gmail dot com. You can also visit us on our Facebook page. We're on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Uh, check us out. Tune in. And uh, continue to be binge-worthy with your selections. And also, let us know if you've got some favorite movies that we haven't reviewed that you'd like us to take a look at. Or if you want to be more involved in the podcast, let us know. We're around most of the time. Another great show, David. Awesome. <laughs> this this was like, uh, you know, how we used to have a whole show where we had one subject and then rambled. Well, we just did the, uh, kind of a... A rambling session for an episode. I think that felt right. 